This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and with me today is attorney Justy Nickel, and we are going to be talking about running an automated firm. Uh, I know in talking with Justy, she's done a lot of work in this area with her firm and made just a ton of improvements, and her firm just runs like a well-oiled machine. So Justy, uh, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Of course. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, sometimes my firm runs a little too well-oiled. We had somebody book a call at 4 a.m. this morning for 9 a.m. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like that doesn't work. We need a little bit more lead time than that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is some of the, some of the good problems to have, I guess. So yeah. So before we dive in, you know, uh, give our audience just kind of a little introduction, you know, who are you, where are you from uh, and all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Uh, so my name is Justy. I run a criminal defense and family law firm with a partner whose name is Jennifer Gersh. We got tired of people calling us Nicole Gersh because my last name is Nickel without an E. And so we just changed our name in April from Nicole, Nickel Gersh uh, to Colorado Lawyer Team. We're stationed in in and around the Denver metro area. We have offices in Fort Collins, which is where our original brick and mortar was. But Honestly, we've run a virtual law firm for many years now. So when COVID hit, it was like, man, eh, no big deal for us. We already work at home. Yeah. Um, we practice in about a third of the state, though, and do almost everything uh, electronically with clients. And when we need to prep, we, we use rental spaces wherever the client is. So it keeps overhead way, way down. And it, it means it's really nice for clients because we come to them. Awesome. So yeah, so I know you know all about just all of these different ways to automate a law firm. You, know, you mentioned you're kind of running basically a virtual law firm, but for attorneys out there who are still doing the traditional brick and mortar office setup, why should they still look into automating a lot of the processes in their firm? Well, I think the first thing was um, switching from hard copy paper files to paperless office, right? Like that's step number one. Right. Um, I can access every single client file I need on here. Mm. And it's fantastic because I'll be sitting in court and a client will like text me with the call or text me with a question or my receptionist service will try and call in. And I'm like, I'm in court, I can't answer, but I can get the answer out to them right then and there, you know? Um, it's fantastic for accessibility. Yeah. It's not always great if you don't set limits, like this whole booking a call at 4 a.m. kind of right. thing. Like, hey, client, reference that communication policy, which says our phones are answered 24 hours a day, but the attorney is not available 24 hours a day. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's really great to keep costs down, to be effective with your time. My productivity is way more than other attorneys. You know, I'm sitting in court and I'm answering these you know, client calls or intake calls um, via text and getting people scheduled, email directly from my, from my phone. This other attorney that I'm sitting next to that I actually used to litigate against, he looks over my phone. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm responding to this lead. What are you doing? He's like, I'm playing Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're here for two hours. You have one case and you're playing Angry Birds. I mean, more power to you, but that's two hours I don't have to work this evening. 
Exactly. I can do it this morning. Exactly. And it's extra time that you don't have to spend going through a filing cabinet, trying to find files and everything. I mean, I, cause that was, that was one of the jobs that I had when I was in college. I just, I helped this insurance agency pretty much digitize all of their files. And I mean, it was probably 10, 15 years worth of just paper folders into the scanner, into a PDF. And I mean, the, the insurance firm, insurance agency runs so much better now that all of that data is just right there. They don't have to go into a back office yeah. trying to rifle through through moldy folders and all that nice smell that comes with that. And so uh, <laughs> that just, was one of my summer jobs too, but it was medical records. Right. Yeah. From like before my parents were born in my hometown. Like yeah. I, you know, I went through and every single one, if it was past the retention filing, I'm like shred pile, like yeah. hours of my spring break in the basement, but yeah. it yeah. paid well. Exactly. The things you have to do to, to get through college. So what sorts of things should lawyers be automating in their firms other than obviously digitizing their paper files? What else should they be automating? Um, I kind of thought about it from what do I need my firm to do if I am stuck in a trial for a week? Like, how do I keep my doors open? Yeah. And the first thing that comes to mind, right, is intake. Not only do you have client acquisition costs, right? Like that's your marketing. That's going to be there no matter what. And I think traditional lawyers um, understand that component. I think what is missing a lot of times is what do you understand the pipeline once somebody contacts you, right? And so one of the things that we had was I can't answer my own phone. It's a giant waste of my time. Um, and it's really, it's unethical too, a little bit, because you have to worry about conflict checks before you can give any sort of legal advice. And I have had people in the same day contact me on the same case, you know, so making sure that there's somebody to screen your calls was huge. I really like Smith AI, um, because they could text me call summaries and I could text back if I'm out of the office away, I could set my hours via text. I get an email summary every day and I get individual emails as well. So I get emails sent now to my entire staff. If there's a missed call, like this guy that wanted to talk to us at 9am, I was emailing at 830 going, somebody reschedule him. (laughs) And it was because all of us got the email that they knew what was, what I was talking about. Right. Um, And so when, when he called back and was upset, we were like, we've been trying to reach you for the last half hour. (laughs) (laughs) but the receptionist service can put him through to whomever on the team that was available. I had court at eight 30. There was no way I was going to be able to, to deal with this call. I don't even know how it got booked. Um, It got booked with one of my other attorneys, but it was like, dude, your bank, your payment hasn't even cleared the bank yet. Like you're way too early for this. Right. Um, So it was really nice receptionist service, just the open communication across the whole team for issues like that. Um, Receptionist service was great. Texting clients was great. We use a VOIP service, so I don't have to carry two phones. I love Dialpad because it records calls and gives me a transcript. So I no longer have to take notes on intake calls. I just grab the call link and put it in my Clio Grow pipeline. Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic because if there's an issue with what I quoted or whatever, you can just go back and click on that link and be like, Oh no, we have the call recording right here. It was $1,500, not 500. Sorry. You know, um, those sorts of things are really fantastic. The other things we did for intake specifically were 
um, calendaring setups for calendaring links for attorney availability. It's usually smooth and fantastic. I even put one on for speaking inquiries where I'm like, pick a time that works for you, you know, and I'll block different amount of time uh, for that. I also do um, an online type form. I think Google Forms is really good. I hate Clio's forms in terms of intake because it's clunky if you have more than one practice area Mm. because you can only send one form. I'm like, my family law clients don't need to hear what criminal cases have, right? Like they're not the same set of questions. So I really liked type form because you can do logic jumps, like choose your own adventures. Yeah. So I think a good phone system, Smith AI or a good receptionist system, um, texting, calendaring, and then intake forms that can be customized to your particular needs are really fantastic. Yeah. And to, to back up a little bit, a couple of things. So you mentioned Smith AI. Um, if anyone is interested in learning more about them and more about just auto reception services, uh, they were actually guests for episode number two. So if you want to go way back and check that out. Um, but then also just kind of what you were talking about, just the the benefits of having something automated if you're stuck in court for a week. And, and you know, as a criminal defense attorney, you're in court a lot. That's a little bit more important, especially because I think the... Um, I guess the the buying period, for lack of a better term, with your clients is probably going to be a little bit shorter because they're coming at you when it's like the most urgent versus like someone who needs maybe a business attorney, a family law attorney. They're maybe doing a little bit more research, maybe planning things out a little bit more. But that's that's how you continue to take on business, continue to grow. You know, if if those sorts of things aren't automated who knows how much business you could lose out on because you were just preoccupied with court. You didn't have things running in the background while you were, you know, handling another case. And frankly, the whole leaving messages for attorneys and hoping they call you back, like something like 70% of attorneys never call client leads back. Wow. And I'm like, that's crazy. I return every single call. And even if I don't call, I'm sending an email with a referral. You know, and even if it's a referral to the Colorado bar, because I don't know somebody that particularly practices that area, I'm still trying to help people. And it takes me this much time to do it because we built text expanders for all of our referrals out of the office, which is another really handy tech automation tool where you can automate entire letters, entire emails, or just phrases or links where you're like, hey, I didn't get this type form link filled out before our call. Here's the link. Go fill it out. You know, and it's, it's fantastic. And making all these systems talk to each other. Yeah. Like that's, that's where you get next level productivity because Smith has access to my calendaring thing. You never have to leave a message for me. They can book you a call, even if you're an existing client right then and there on the phone. Yeah. Which is like, okay, great. I can plan for that time period. I will step away from my work or I can book my lunch hour for the call with the attorney. I don't have to worry about it in the middle of court, like when, or in the middle of court, in the middle of work, when the attorney might be out of court and able to call me back on a whim. Right. Right. Like it gives certain parameters and this is how we do every single thing. Smith has access to type form to do all the intake forms. You can do it on the phone, on the website. I can email it to you. It's always the same form. And then we hook all of that together. Smith Acuity type form. We hook all that together with Clio Grow or a CRM of your choice. We used to use a different one. Clio Grow works. Um, Salesforce is good for bigger marketing type firms, but um, we hook all that into 
Clio Grow using Zapier. And what was crazy was when we switched to Clio, the Clio intake specialists were like, you can't hook Zapier to Clio Grow. And I'm like, watch me. Yeah. Hold my beer. Right. And I'm like, I can figure this out. It goes all to your Clio Grow inbox using webhooks. And it's it's amazing because we never miss a lead. We may end up with three of the same client if they do Smith call and then a type form while they're on the phone with Smith and an acuity appointment while they're on the phone with Smith. We just merge those duplicate cards. But we never miss a lead if somebody doesn't call and goes to the website or somebody doesn't do the form and goes straight to the calendaring link. We always have those three columns and then we can move them through the sales pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Text expander Zapier, very popular. I've had multiple guests on this show mention those. Um, And the other thing is, so, well, just kind of moving on, you know, I, I know me personally, I'm a very financially oriented person. You know, I handle, you know, a lot of our finances here at Spotlight Branding as part of, you know, one some of the other things that I do. And so whenever I'm looking at something, I'm looking at a financial component of it. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of attorneys are kind of the same way. And a lot of attorneys are also very notorious for not wanting to delegate and let things go. You know, <laughs> I, I, I've met a lot of attorneys who like to be in control. You know, they don't really trust other people to do the job, but at the same time, man, there's so many things that you can automate and everything that saves time, saves money. There's a little bit of a time commitment at the, at the beginning to set it all up, but man, all of the time and all of the money that it saves you, that allows you to generate more revenue is is so huge. So, I mean, in your experience, and and I mean, I don't need like a, a actual number or anything, but I mean, how much time and money has automating a lot of the processes in your firm saved you? And what other kind of, what like opportunities has it created? Yeah, I think it's mostly the opportunities, right? Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever sat down and just calculated for my firm personally, how much it saves us. I know another attorney that I did an intake automation seminar with out of California, we, we spoke for lawyerists together and, um, she calculated that it was about $400 a day in savings. Wow. And I'm like, that's crazy. Cause that's the entire year's worth of subscription costs for some of these like text expanders, a <laughs> couple hundred bucks, you yeah. know, and my yeah, whole team yeah. uses it and it is fantastic. You know, Smith, we have such a high volume of calls with Smith that, you know, it's pretty expensive. It's probably our biggest expense, mm-hmm. but they answer calls 24 hours a day. Yeah. And criminal clients are calling me when they get out of jail at four in the morning, you know, right. like case in point. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all about how you can leverage all of that. So mm-hmm. I have found the cost and especially even the startup costs have been, oh, so very worth it. Um, yeah. Yes. It takes a little bit of time to set it up. And I think I, 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 my rule of thumb is pick one, start with one, give yourself a Saturday or someday that you have nothing else on your plate, block the whole day, get that one set up and then map out the second one, which that you want to take tackle Um, and just take it in bite-sized pieces. And that's been really successful for me. It was really easy early on in terms of capacity, right? When you're talking about opportunities early on, I was building these systems knowing that I was going to grow my practice. And, you know, I was running a part-time law firm practice. I just had a baby I also have a second company where I run property management for 32 commercial tenants. And that was like a full-time job, momming and the property management at the time. And I was like, but I don't want to give up being a lawyer. Like this is 
to so many of us, it's a source of our identity too. Right. Um, and so I had to find ways that I was like, I was still lawyering, but not necessarily doing the admin stuff and tech fit in that for me because I think I made my first website when I was in junior high, you know, so it's not like I'm one of the lawyers who code, but I also, I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I also know enough to when to ask for help. So outsourcing stuff, like my new website is hundred percent. That's blue shark and spotlight. You guys work together. Um, you do amazing work on our website and our newsletter and that sort of stuff. And I don't have to do anything except for review stuff. It's fantastic. Right. Um, early on, I was doing it all, which meant that my caseload was 20, 25 cases at most. Like that's the most I could have handled. My caseload right now is 110 criminal cases. And I do all of the admin stuff. And I still run the second property company. And I'm taking my son to swim lessons tonight. And I have six people that work underneath me. Wow. So in the course of my son is four now. Mm -hmm. The first two years, I just kind of figured out all the systems and then I had him. And in the last four years, that's been the source of all my growth is automating, um, expanding how many calls we can take, how quickly we can get intakes done. Mm -hmm. A little bit of like learning how to be a salesman because that does not come naturally to attorneys at all. And I don't do it in the sense like you need to hire me. You're going to go to jail. Like that is not a sales tactic that I use. I'm one that will tell you, I don't think you actually need an attorney for this. Here's what we can do for you. And we offer DIY packages, right? Um, So we get creative and yeah, the opportunities are there for massive growth using technology. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, a lot of times, um, especially with Smith and some of this other stuff, it actually like, yeah, it might end up being your biggest expense, but it's still not as much of an expense as actually having a, a full person, a full-time employee and a full salary to do that, you know, and, you know, even, you know, with Smith, you, you're pretty much guaranteed to always have someone who's answering the phone. You don't have to worry about yeah. someone calling in sick and then having to scramble and make sure that someone else can man the phones. So there's just so many just I guess, tertiary benefits to, you know, automating all of this stuff, you know, and and like you said, I mean, so many more opportunities for growth and all that. So. And we do, Smith does um, Spanish speaking receptionists as well. Nobody in my firm speaks Spanish, but in the criminal system, it's really quite easy to represent a Spanish speaking client. We have one interpreter that we work with, and then we have also language line available, but Smith takes those intake calls in Spanish for like no extra charge, we get them all in our system. It's all good. And it's allowed us to serve an entirely different minority population that we would not otherwise have access to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, can't, can't stress it enough. I mean, just so many benefits and opportunities that just open up when you let it go, just delegate some of that stuff and, and become, you know, kind of the term that we like to, to say is like working on your firm instead of in your firm. And you have a good mix of both, you know, you're still grinding, you're still doing all those cases, but you're also working on these automations and you've set up all of this great stuff that has really propelled a lot of growth. And I think that's really awesome. And I think a lot of attorneys should follow in your footsteps and, and really, make a path to, to build a big law firm. And so I think that, you know, that's going to wrap it up for this show. We're going to, we're going to end it on our uh, famous little question here. If you had one piece of advice for all of our listeners out there, what would it be? 
As much as I love technology, um, know your limits and don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, the one thing that I tell like undergrads when I go and talk to people or law students, when I go and talk to schools, um, take a business class because those people who think like, especially in solo small firm life, if you think like a business person, you are 10 steps ahead of your average lawyer who came out of law school, never having another job just because you have like business degree. Like if nothing else audit some business classes, because that will help with delegation that will help with systems design and organizational management. And that's something that is sorely lacking in law schools as an option. So don't be afraid to go and sit in on some systems and organizational management classes at your local undergrad or community college. You'll probably be surprised what you learn. Yeah. Can't agree more. Yeah, there's just uh, a lot of things that probably should be taught in law school outside of being a lawyer that just aren't, that would make your life so much easier once once you get out there. So uh, Jesse, this has been great. A lot of great information. Uh, That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Continue to rate, review us, uh, like wherever you're viewing this, whether it's on YouTube or um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, we're we're all over the place. So that's going to do it. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.